Hey, welcome to the check-in. With the check-in twins. With the check-in twins. So, we gotta get something out the way first. Yes. If you are having any mental health emergencies or issues, suicidal ideation, know that we are not medical or mental health professionals. Mm -mm. So if you need to hit this hotline, that is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, Mm 1-800-273-8255. Give them a call, give them a text if you need to. If you need to. And one other thing, just a disclaimer, we are grown women. Sometimes we'll use some sentence enhancers to express ourselves, uh, some explicit language. So it's not necessarily meant for the children. They can listen, they can learn. But uh, sorry, mom, dad, pastor. Also, um, while we shouting everybody out, yeah. why don't you follow us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at... At the Check-In Twins. On oh. all of them. Come check in with us. Come check in with us. So, we don't have something as hefty as last week, but yeah. it's still a little... It's like one of those heavy mm-hmm. appetizers. Like, yeah. you ate it, and you're like, man, I probably shouldn't have ate that. Or like, oh, I shouldn't have had three bags of free bread. Yeah. But what are, the bang, bang what are we talking about today, huh? Oh, uh, we're, <laughs> we're talking about, we're wrapping up our relationship series. Yes. So we're going to be Rudy in Ra- part three, talking about boundaries with friends and family. So Ooh. on that note. On that note, friend. Oh, no, don't start with me. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> How you doing, friend? <laughs> friend. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just tackle yeah tackle, tackle boundaries with friends, okay? Because that that is a lesson that the universe beat me with a lesson stick several <laughs> times over my head. It was like, wow, you're dumb. It was Let's, really a lesson bat, if we're being honest. Really, <laughs> you know when people go in the little batting cages mm-hmm. and the baseball comes out and yeah. they're like, oh, oh, ah, yeah, and they're not hitting anything. They're just running for their life yes. and their safety. Yes, that's me with friendship boundaries. I just get hit and I'd be like, ah, of course I cry, and I don't understand, <laughs> like. Why the baseballs would do that to me. And people were like, no, dummy. You're the one who got in the cage. In the cage with the baseballs. Without a bat. I had to stop asking the question. Why doth these baseball hurt me? And ask the questions. Why am I playing baseball? (laughs) I don't even like this game. So. I want to say two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. My life was a cesspool of depression. And anxiety. Back was jacked up from a car accident. Mm. Couldn't work my job. Had insomnia. Mm. Mm. It was a really terrible time. I was going through it. Mm-hmm. But there were three people in my life who, if you would have told me these people would not be in my life anymore, I would say, blasphemy. Because <laughs> <laughs> these were like my ride or dies. Yeah. My A1 says day ones. But they're gone now. Yeah. And I had to learn the hard way. That I had something very similar in all these friendships. Mm-hmm. What was that? That they were all structured around me being a superhuman friend. Mm. And I had not established any boundaries when it came to me not being okay. Yeah. I had set, unfortunately, a precedent that anytime I was going through something, that I would bite my tongue and swallow my pride and hurt and tears and snot. No. Phlegm. And <laughs> just be there. Mm. 
mm-hmm. for them, regardless of what was going on. So when I started going to therapy, mm-hmm. and I just want to ask one thing, my cosmic twin for helping me get to the right therapist, because I went through like eight. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that in the episode. Yeah, our our next series we gonna drippity drop some things drop for you, some knowledge and some information. But I met with my therapist, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in her office, and I'm crying and snotting as I usually do. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm losing all my friends. What do I do? I feel broken. I feel directionless. I don't have any support. And she went on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't a whiteboard. It was a big piece of paper, but. Anyway, it's a big piece of paper she had stuck on the wall. And she said, okay, tell me what these friends do, to, do for you. And I'm like, oh, they're fun. And she's like, okay, what else? They make me laugh. Okay, what else? Uh, uh, they are... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> And then she's like, well, tell me what you do for them then. And the list was overflowing of things. And I said, oh, <laughs> I think I see what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> oh, no, it's unbalanced. <laughs> so I, I had to reevaluate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had to reevaluate how I was structuring my friendships. And that was when I realized I had two or three really, really good friends that I was not giving the proper attention to Mm. because they, they didn't need me necessarily to be a friend. Yeah. Like, I could just kind of exist around them and it was okay. So I, I, the boundaries that I didn't have with these other people, I actually didn't have to make with these really good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. It just was very organic that when I wasn't okay, there was no explanation of why I wasn't okay. There was no, okay, but I'm not okay too. So I need you to be there for me because that, that is the perpetual cycle that I had with these friends. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well I'm sad too. Okay, but I want to be left alone when I'm sad. <laughs> and you want to talk. And I do. We do not have the same. We do not have these same things. And it was just very, very stressful. I remember literally sobbing on the phone with a friend because I hadn't been there for her. She, I felt like she really threw me under the bus and made me feel like a terrible friend. Mm-hmm. And I had been th- there for her through a lot. And you know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about, but... There is so much that happened in her life, and I try to be there no matter what. Always be there for her. Always have her back. Even if she was wrong, just to be there Mm -hmm. for her. If she needed money, skirt, skirt, I got you money. You need me to pull up, skirt, skirt, I pull up. Like, whatever you needed me to do, if I I had the ability to do it, I would do it. You were her ride or die. Hands down. Yeah. But she couldn't reciprocate that, and... I told myself I was okay with that mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have been. Yeah. Fast forward to me not being okay. She had never known a moment in our friendship where I wasn't okay mm-hmm. and where I couldn't be there for her. Yeah. So even though we were both going through really, really awful things at the same time, I w- depression does not make you want to interact with people. 
depression is not just sadness. It's not like, oh, we are all having a bad day at work. Let's all talk about it. This mm. is, I feel like I don't want to open my eyes again. Yeah. So I'm going to go in my room and sleep <laughs> because that is as close to it as I can get before I have to go to work again tomorrow. <laughs> like that, that is like, that was what I did to cope at that time. Yeah. I just slept and I just wanted to be left alone. And she she couldn't understand that because I'd always been there. There was no time where I didn't make myself available, even if I had to leave work early, mm-hmm. even if I had to go on a lunch and use my whole lunch break to talk to her. Like mm-hmm. I sacrificed all of my time to make sure she was okay. Mm-hmm. So when I wasn't able to do that anymore, she basically gave me an ultimatum. She was like, you need to step up as a friend or I don't know you no more. And I pleaded and I cried with this person. I was just like, I'm just, I'm not okay right now. I'm not healthy. And it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. And to this day, me and that person have not spoken. Reconciled or anything. Nope. Yeah. It just, and it's unfortunate because there were a lot of other relationships tied to her that I don't have anymore. I don't feel right trying to still Mm -hmm. hold on to those relationships, but that is, that was a big lesson in boundaries for me where I'm just like, sometimes you need, even if you want to be the best friend possible, Mm -hmm. you always want to be there. You can't. Yeah. And you need to establish that sometimes upfront with people who are maybe codependent Mm -hmm. And maybe they're working on it. Maybe it's not them just being codependent and just latching on people to suck them dry. Like maybe they actually are still trying to work through their codependency. But you have to put that boundary up and say, hey, look, this is how I operate. These are my needs. And if you can't respect these needs, that's okay. It took me a year to really understand that I was not meeting her needs, mm-hmm. even though I felt like she owed me more chances because I gave her a lot <laughs> yeah. and I was very patient with her. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I got that back from her. But is it right for me to hold her ransom in a friendship where she feel like feels like her needs are not being met? Mm. And it's not. Yeah. So boundaries go both ways. Sometimes the boundary is for you to protect yourself. And sometimes you run face first into somebody else's boundary. And you mm. have to you have to reconcile with that. But friendships are tough but Mm -hmm. i got i have really good good people in my circle right now yeah so i i've through therapy i've been able to see my red flags like that's codependency girl you need to you need to back back all the way up all the way all the way you are so funny so but that that is my experience with friendships it sounds like you've grown very painful growth (laughs) it it was very very painful it is not a lesson i wanted to learn yeah but I know that I've not made good judgment calls when it comes to friends. Mm. You grow up, yeah. you're taught, be friends with everybody, be nice to everybody. Yeah. And then you automatically like zoom into adulthood and everybody's not your friend. Okay, but I, you told me they were. So which adulthood one is tests it? your friendships. So yeah, yeah it's, it's been a struggle, but we're in a good space now. So mm-hmm. what, what about you, friend? How? Ooh. She got her uh, She got her preacher cloth Wiping her forehead Lord have mercy Let us get into it So family I'm going through A very weird time With my immediate family Because I feel like Setting boundaries as an adult Mm -hmm. With 
people that raise you and like know you better than you know yourself it's like offensive to them yeah like when you set those boundaries they're just like what i'm what i I can do whatever i can say whatever i want i'll write your butt so thank you i appreciate that but that does not mean you could talk to me anyway anymore that's not okay oh i have feelings that's why (laughs) feelings i didn't raise you to have feelings (laughs) and that is the biggest problem it's like when you when you when you become an adult your feelings as an adult aren't respected because you're still viewed as a child Mm, a word (laughs) and i'm i'm in this very awkward place in my life where i'm asserting my boundaries i'm standing firm in them Mm -hmm. but i really have to tread lightly because i don't want to be disrespectful or at least overtly disrespectful right um and i don't want to seem ungrateful but certain things have never been okay with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now coming into my own where I'm like, certain things are unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, when 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I was not in a position to say that. Right. I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's a very uncomfortable time that I'm in with my family, um, setting these boundaries and sticking to them because sticking to my boundaries that that means you won't you'll see me less right um my i will create space in order to protect my peace so is that your go-to when your boundary is disregarded yeah yeah when my boundary is crossed i i distance myself um okay and it it comes off as cold and and um I don't know if it comes off as heartless, but it might. I mm-hmm. mean, it you you feel my distance. If right. I if I put some space between us, whether you're a family member, your friend, whatever, I am a, a ball of sunshine. I'm a ball of sunshine, and when I create space, my my absence is noticed. Um, and I definitely notice. I'd be like, "Where my friend? Yeah. Why are we not out drinking?" <laughs> quarantine literally i think <laughs> about moments where i want to go have fun and i'm like twin mm-hmm. what are you doing <laughs> let's go out <laughs> but no no you're you're just, you know yeah 2020 is being disinfected well, in a, what is going out in a I don't dirty know. public restaurant i don't understand we can the liquor store is open we can we can do that and then go home we can take a walk we can take a that's, hike that's our yeah that's been nice but anyway, so I'm just at this weird crossroads where it's just like, I'm not trying to be bitchy, but certain things are unacceptable and I'm more comfortable the older I get saying that and mm-hmm. sticking to it. Like if you can't abide by that boundary and you know, I'm not a very, I'm not like this porcelain doll that just gets offended by everything. Right. It's, it's very big things that have to happen for you to cross my boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if you can't even respect a big old boundary, I'm not going to feel comfortable with these like little vulnerabilities I might have with you. Right. I'll, I'll create space to protect myself because you're, you're showing that you're unreliable at taking me seriously. Mm -hmm. You're showing that it's very easy for you to disregard my feelings. Right. You're showing that you're very dismissive. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing this new thing where I'm sitting in my feelings yes. instead of running, getting 
multiple distractions. <laughs> I am literally like in the living room tearing up <laughs> and I'm not even the crying twin. I'm glad that we can cry together sometimes. Yeah. We have not cried together. We actually. haven't cried together, but one time we'll sync up probably. Probably. Yeah. But no, I've, I've been really sitting in my feelings and like just very clearly articulating how certain things are affecting me and how I want those things to be addressed or changed or what have you. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Just like, hey, this is bothering me. I'm doing that with my family and they're just kind of like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did it sound like a joke? I wasn't planning on being funny. I don't know why you think I'm being funny. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> am, I, am I a joke? Like, how do you feel that, I know black people, we always have shared experiences. Like we were all raised by the same two people in our life. <laughs> our grandmother and our mom or whatever but (laughs) how do you feel that black culture or the culture of our parents or grandparents generation plays into establishing boundaries I think that's been a significant hurdle for yeah even if you're maybe you even just have military parents military parents can be tough Mm -hmm. because they're very used to a certain chain of command and when you start becoming older and you feel emboldened to say my feelings matter (laughs) please don't do this Mm -hmm. it can be it can sometimes just short circuit them because yeah. it's just something they're not it used to. It shocks their system. It's just like, what is this child doing speaking? Disrespect! <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I'm an adult now. It's yeah, not disrespect. I'm, I'm not being disrespectful, but uh, I can be. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it plays a huge role because, um, you know, and not to, you know, generalize anybody, but certain generations our parents generations therapy is not something that's not their first option right that's like last resort oh something's got to be wrong for me to go to therapy no like i feel like if if our parents generations went to therapy bro we would be unstoppable one of my parents <laughs> just started going to therapy and i think it's been really really helpful yeah. and i mean you obviously can think about lost time I think about that for myself as far as therapy what I would have been able to do differently had I had the tools yeah and that's something that my parent discussed with me Mm -hmm. saying I have tools now and that's what helps some people think therapy is just going in there telling all your business and crying and leaving no no you get homework you have things you have to work on and I think that would have been a really, really, I know there's a few people in my family who would benefit so much from therapy, but they're just not ready to take that step. And if you go to therapy and you're not ready for that to do the work, it's not going to work. You're just going to waste your time and money. But, but the thing is those tools are necessary to stay within your lane called life. (laughs) Like, I think if, my my family just had the tools to be able to communicate why they're so taken aback mm-hmm. by me expressing how I feel. Mm-hmm. And we can we can unpack that together. But because there's no tools there, it's like defensive right. immediately. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Um, this is my house. Okay, 
I'm gonna leave then. Like, this I will. Is- Bye. <laughs> like, that's fine. If if you don't want to work at it, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know that there is a problem in the atmosphere. If you want to address it, I would love that. But if you are not willing to do that work, okay. Now, that brings up a very, very interesting thing that I have to ask you. Sure. How do you... I've had this happen personally. Mm-hmm. We've had a disagreement or miscommunication about something mm-hmm. and the person just sidesteps that and pretends like it's a new day. <laughs> Nothing that happened yesterday happened. Okay, let's change the subject. No. We, we are not on this subject. We weren't finished. We're not done with this subject. This is the subject we need to talk about. Um, you know, that really grinds my gears. <laughs> Honestly, that makes me want to fight. I want to fight you. I don't care who no, you are. If you book, <laughs> like, like you don't have to be that dismissive of somebody else's feelings just because the conversation is uncomfortable. And I, it, it does seem blatantly disrespectful. Oh yeah. Because for you to decide that you just want to move on, you're acknowledging that there's an issue <laughs> and that you just don't want to deal with it. Excuse me. Just want to be like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Off job. Honestly, it's the rudest thing ever. Like, it's just, I, I I hate that. And when it's your family, it's really, really difficult because... Yeah, you can't cut them off. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, but... Yeah, you can. You can. Being, being a... You always feel the need to be a little more gracious yeah. with your family. And that, because they're always going to be your family. But that grace impedes on your boundaries often it does i i have experienced that myself um in every asset of my life really honestly i give a lot of grace to people and um lady grace (laughs) my overall boundaries end up getting crossed often Mm -hmm. like those big moments right they happen and people think that because i gave them grace they could do it again right but they can't or that it didn't hurt as much yeah if I can have a conversation, there were a few moments, significant moments in my life where I felt that my family didn't show up for me the way that I wanted them to. I felt very alone. Of course, cried. You cried. cried I cried. I think one of our mutual friends actually has a really um, solid memory oh, yeah. of one event mm-hmm. that just broke my heart. And... I the feedback that I've gotten about my family not being there, mm-hmm. some of it was just an apology, and you you can't do much. Yeah, they Thank can try you. not to do it again. <laughs> but if something happens or they do something, they cross your boundary, and it's something that, like I said in a previous episode, my apology language is retribution. Mm-hmm. There there are situations where nothing can be done. If something is told to you in confidence and somebody spills your beans, that can't be undone. There's no retribution that can happen there. Unless I'm like, you tell them a secret of yours. I'm telling everybody. Like, you can't do that. (laughs) So there's quite a few situations for me personally with family where I've had to really... Forgiving somebody is a daily thing. Mm. That's not something that you want and done. So having to remember this hurt me. I did not like it, but this happened. Mm -hmm. 
I need to be able to acknowledge, yeah, acknowledge this and keep going. Yeah. And there were some moments where I had friends show up for me. There were some moments where I resolved to myself, you know what? I'm going to just do everything by myself because yeah. if I feel like I got to be out here with no support, and that's really how it feels when your boundaries are crossed. Mm-hmm. It feels like you don't have support. You don't have anybody in your corner because you're being assaulted from people that you love. Oh, man. The assaults on your boundaries. And it's just <laughs> like, well, who am I supposed to talk to now? Yeah, you you just end up isolating yourself and that just deepens your false sense of security and your yeah. place in this world. And makes it hard for you to have relationships in the future. Yeah. <laughs> There's layers to this. Like when like you when you don't respect somebody's boundaries, you are messing with their whole life mm-hmm. because they have to move. They'll move through life differently. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, maybe I'll just accept this because everybody does. No, don't put people in that type of position. Mm-hmm. Don't make people want to be accepting of emotional abuse. Honestly, that's what it is. Like. <laughs> That's not okay. Definitely when I, I want to say it was a little bit after I graduated Mm -hmm. from, what is that place? College. (laughs) Université. (laughs) It sounds like it was a really long time ago because I can't remember. But I remember when I graduated, I started reading up on a lot of articles. That was really when I was starting to be aware of my mental state that I was not okay. Mm -hmm. And I did dabble in a little bit of therapy counseling during that time Mm -hmm. but I was reading these articles about how you can people's tells when they have had emotional abuse yeah and I'm reading this list and I'm like oh my gosh (laughs) this is my whole personality (laughs) oh no and it's it's very eye-opening and when I start seeing it in myself I started seeing it in my friends as Mm -hmm. well and it's heartbreaking yeah People who apologize all the time and apologize for things that don't make sense and that are not their fault. Yes. I had a friend and I felt so bad because it was shortly after I read that article and I asked her, I was like, can I just give you a hug? Cause I could just, I, I could see all of it plain as day. And that's something that I think our parents' generation had to to suffer through, honestly. And with many of our parents' generation not having, you know, there's also, like you said, other layers to this, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, growing up black in this country, you didn't have time to be like, oh, let's focus on your feelings. No, we have to focus on keeping you alive. Yeah, survival mode all the time. Exactly. So you didn't have these down moments to kind of... Sit in your feelings. Yeah, sit Mm -hmm. in your feelings or sit and discuss things because there were more important things to worry about. Yeah. Your only job is school. Why are you crying? I don't want to hear it. Go do your stuff. So I hate that sentence with a pat. Why are you so why are you so upset? You just go to school. School is hard. Huh? School is stressful. Excuse me. I don't like school actually. I don't like it here. I, w- I want to leave, but I can't. And I'm going to die with my dad. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like what are, I I'm listing all negative things. Like our grandparents who like dropped out at like 7th grade or 4th grade. It. I get it. Smart choice. It's okay. Good move. It, you're fine. You're fine now. Like Oops. Not advocating dropping out at all. I Education mean, is important. Do what you gotta do. Learn but, a skill. Learn a skill yeah. instead. Trade, skills, all them things. But yeah, yeah. I think 
with family is it's a little more difficult than it is friends. So you you tackled that pretty down good. I mean, I'm trying. It's a work in progress. Um, I still get the aftershock of my distance on me. Like I feel it. Mm-hmm. I miss you know the times that were positive. Yeah, but um. There's just been so much negativity and I'm so adamant about not having additional negativity in my life at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing personal. It's just I've been drowning in negativity for so long and I feel like I owe it to myself to just have some peace, hold on to it wherever I can find it. Mm -hmm. And if that's kind of far away, I'm genuinely wholeheartedly sorry, but that's how it's going to have to be because my boundaries aren't being respected. And you can still love people. Excuse me. You can still love people and have your boundaries intact. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I'll, I'll say from a brother. Mm-hmm. I, Sorry, um, her brother's attractive. Throw her out the window. <laughs> my brother, I don't talk to him that often. Mm-hmm. I maybe will talk to him once a year uh, my birthday and his birthday and usually that's it <laughs> if there's nothing really interesting going on in the anime world or we actually don't need anything from each other mm-hmm. we will talk to each other twice a year on each other's birthday that's, so funny. that's it that's it but i love him mm-hmm. we don't have to talk every day for him to know that i got love for him yeah i don't think my brother has ever violated a boundary of mine he's too chill for that he really is. When he was growing up, he's angry. He's an angry black man. <laughs> Why are you so mad? Why you come out so angry? But now he's just. I feel like you could. I feel like the Hulk could come and flip his car onto I don't know his favorite puppy, and he would be like, "Man, that's unfortunate. That's interesting. Okay." Uh, Yes, wow. I gotta get a new puppy. The Hulk came out here though. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. That's that's pretty much him in a nutshell. So, I I think some people see space and distance as, oh, I'm being terrible, or I'm intentionally trying to hurt somebody, mm-hmm. and it's none of those things. Yeah. Space is a is a preservation thing. Yeah. So if you're putting space between yourself and a family member to hurt them, you might need to rethink mm-hmm. why you're doing what you're doing. Because the, the goal isn't to, oh, you stepped all over my boundary and now I want you to feel upset too. The goal is, hey, you crossed my boundary. This is how this made me feel. This is what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Let's sync up and figure out a way to handle this. Yeah. Uh, there are... I have quite a few family members that take silence as punishment Mm. and it's not. Yeah. And it's very hard to explain that to someone when they are very interactive. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm introvert. I'm not. (laughs) So if you get one card from me or you get one text from me, know that I thought about it wholeheartedly and Mm. I reached out to you because you were on my mind and my heart and I love you, but I still might not like you. (laughs) that's real though i definitely have one family member in particular i do not like right now (laughs) i really do not like but you'll always love i will always love that person yeah 
And even though we don't agree, even though I don't feel like there is mutual respect between us, Mm -hmm. which is very frustrating, even though I feel like my boundary was tested the last few times we were together in person, (laughs) I still have to have love for that person. If anybody else comes and tries that person, you can get the claws. Mm -hmm. You can get these paws. You can get you can get these hands or this. They're ready to eat for everyone. Wow. So I'm very protective over my family in the sense that, you know, you're not going to try anybody in my family just because I don't, I don't rock with them right now. Yeah. But we still got an issue. <laughs> I'm not about to go, oh, okay. Yeah, I ain't going to let so-and-so talk to you like that. Okay, thanks for having my back. You're welcome. But we still got things we to still discuss. Have problems. So we, I'll catch you later. So when you have the time. Yeah. Um, I didn't like when you... Yeah, we can hash it out right now, or <laughs> I can just link up with you again when somebody tries you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. God, it's so hard. It, let me ask you, do you have boundaries? I'm very overprotective of certain family members now. Hmm. Now that we're on that topic. Yeah. I don't know what it is about becoming an adult that my body was like, like... You come from my mama. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I'd be ready to fight. And I don't even know if I got hands. I didn't even know that was in me. Like, something very minor, kind of stupid popped off. And my mom was just, you know, dragged into it and bulldozed. And I was like, oh, what we're not going to do is just talk about my mom. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. You might have been able to do that when I wasn't born. But I'm born. Yeah. You can't do that in my Sorry. presence. No. Not even when I'm gone. Like, you're not you're not mistreating her. Literally <laughs> let let my mom call me and tell me some stuff went down. Who? Who? I'm not a killer, but don't test me. Whatever you do, sis. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, you not finna no. Yeah, no. Like I I am protective, but it it has to be I'm like that of my brother too. I was ready to... It's not anything. Like, you know how you're protective of me if we're in a crowd of people and yes. people are like, oh, look at that small human. I'm gonna flick I really... it. <laughs> 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 like, like, you you, you are very anxious when I'm in crowds, but I'm good. I'm chilling. I get triggered. I get... I literally get triggered on other people's behalf and I'd be ready to be a whole linebacker out here. Bish move! Like, I'm not overprotective like that. I am. Yeah, no, no. Mine is mo- like, there has to be not necessarily an egregious offense, but like, if there's some drama that a loved one of mine is being dragged into and being lied on, mm-hmm. I will act accordingly, check you, and um, make sure you know that that is unacceptable. <laughs> you know how everybody was looking at Minneapolis when they started rioting? Like, yes. we didn't know y'all had that fire. Yeah. That's me. Literally. That is me. Li- yes. Oh, yeah, literally. You did good. You did good. I almost <laughs> missed it. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Yeah. Now, you said this about some people in your family, yeah. but I-, I don't jump until they say jump. I will. I will ask questions no i'll jump before i get involved because i have some people in my family that are very passive and they don't want no smoke it really doesn't matter to them that much i take it Hmm. probably harder than they do so i will 
A. Hmm. I'm mad. I'm about to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Hmm. Thinking about elemental P. But I'm going to just ask you which part you want me to do. And they'll be like, oh, just do X. That's interesting. Just X. <laughs> I gave you a whole alphabet. No, just X is fine. Okay. So I think I... So I have, to, I have to work on my boundaries when it comes to being overprotective. And then I feel like I'm raising both of my parents right now. And they both be doing wild stuff. I'm just like... <laughs> my dad be like, oh, I went out for a run today. Why? Who went out for a run today? What you doing? Why are you? It's not good for you. You can't, you can't be running. These children don't listen. Your foot just he went to you. He thinks he <laughs> is a grown adult. I got to come over there and be like, what? Yeah. He slipped up one time. He's like, yeah, I went for a walk. And then later he's like, yeah, when I went for my jog. Huh? Was it a walk or a jog? <laughs> Which way you do? So I just, oh, my parents. The other one too. I made workout equipment. Why? Why are you doing that? Nobody yeah. told you to do that. Sit down. Go sit down somewhere. All these parents she is describing uh, should not be doing high-intensity workouts. I, I don't know who they think they are. <laughs> like, I really feel like a black mom. I didn't need to have kids. My mm-hmm. parents are my kids now. <laughs> go go ahead sit down somewhere. Don't touch nothing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's funny how the roles reverse when you're an adult. Yeah. When you're an adult child and your parents are like, parent children yeah you guys are wild why y'all not making sense you raised me to make sense why you not making sense like literally you are not doing the things that you taught me to do i don't understand like they be going out and stuff like where are you going where are you going it's a pandemic i definitely used to tell i used to actually text my mom's friends and be like no she can't come out to play tonight she got work tomorrow Damn. She got kids. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Not up in here. That's your overprotective side. It is. Yeah. I can't help it. I just, it, it comes out, it just manifests. It's like, it's like my stand on mm. JoJo fans out there. It's my stand. It comes out there to protect me. Yeah, it's my anime engineer. Audio engineer <laughs> anime. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it just comes out. I can't control what it comes out. It just does. And it does what it needs to do. And I'd be like, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, mine's just like, I'm going to correct this problem immediately. Immediately. That's that's my protective, like my overprotection, I guess, mm. of family members. Because like, that one incident where it was like my mom got dragged into some, to some nonsense. Just just straight up lying on mm-hmm. mama. And I'm, I'm like... What we not going to do is... I will flip this. Don't let this ass fool you. <laughs> don't let this side... Like, I will love I'm it. I'm not a killer, but don't test me. <laughs> like, literally, that is my mantra. Like, because it's in me on both sides. I got crazy on both sides. You like... <laughs> you like the... Um, I'm like... Like, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Uh, I'm a fight. I'm probably not good at it. And I'm a cry the entire time. Am I Nesco? No, I'm not Nesco. You can be Nesco. Nesco! Who did you say I was? Who who were you going to think? No, that's too late. I'm going to just... That one works. It's the dude with the cool. with the pig head, isn't it? No, that crazy no, no. <laughs> he cool, he cool. I was gonna say the one with the lightning that be scared all the time. No, I'm just kidding. That's not you. That's not you. That's not you. I was gonna say you called me a weenie that you was a junior. <laughs> weenie a junior. <laughs> I was. You know what? That's a good works. That works for you. 
Nesco or yeah, no Nesco. Like, don't make me pop the box on you. Yeah, I I gotta keep my muzzle on at all times. I need to simmer in my box. You know what? That's facts. (laughs) That's facts. She's sweet. She cute when she's small. But don't test her. She a demon out here. I am a demon. So So, I I respect it. I cry and fight. Probably not that good. You good backup. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I can carry you on my back. Boom. That is perfect. We need to get little characters based off the Demon Slayer characters. Actually, I know Halloween's probably going to be aside, but we could still... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's cool. Boom. <laughs> All right. This episode is long, so let's jump into our next segment. Our next segment. Next segment. Okay. So. That was not five seconds. It wasn't. That was like... I am not five. sober right now, so. <laughs> okay. All right, you party wanna, twin. You want to you wanna try this again? Okay, let's, uh, no, let's just jump into it. All right. Um, so we said there was going to be a next segment. Psych. <laughs> um, so the purpose of the safe space is for you guys to converse with us. Yeah. And nobody's done that, so there's no safe space this week. Oh, you sound kind of mad, twin. No, you mad? I'm, I'm not. You big mad? Yeah, or medium mad, medium mad, because I can I can like see when you leave us on red, and I'm just like, wow, you can't answer a Guys, question. Don't hurt our feelings like that. <laughs> just don't look at it then, because it hurts us, it. and then we have to use yeah. all of safe space to talk trash about you guys. No, I'm exactly. just kidding. We don't want to talk about our galaxies. Come on now. Come on, guys. Be talkative, galaxies. Talk to us. It's okay. We love you. We love you. It's okay. Okay. But um. <clears throat> So, we're gonna um, skip our safe space. Yeah, we're gonna skip the safe space and jump into the trigger warning. Trigger. What are we talking about next episode? So, in the next episode, next episode. I'm looking down at my notes. Navigating, Navigating the health system Oh wow! with mental health issues. Damn, that's long. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> part one is yeah. going to be about self-diagnosis mm-hmm. and um, possibly actual diagnosis. We're yeah. just going to talk about the diagnoses. The diagnoses. So, if you are having a difficult time, you can probably listen to this and figure out, like, mm, maybe I need to go ahead and get myself diagnosed. Maybe I need to go to therapy. And you will also hear um, our experiences with yeah. self-diagnosis and actual diagnosis. Trash. Um, I have a really fun story for that. So, yeah. But trigger warning for, for anybody sure. who is still in this uh, part of their journey. Um, the things that might be said in the next episode um, literally might be triggering. So. Literally. Um, we're going to get into some deep issues. So, you know, if you are unable to hear, unable to receive that message because you're not in the right space, we totally understand. Yep. And we will try to drop something on our socials um, just to give you the tidbits that we uh, would like to impart to you guys. Mm -hmm. So if this is not one you can listen to, at least we can throw you some some helpful things out there. Absolutely. Of course. All right. But um, on that note, remember... Remember, Life is a bitch. It is. And she's the one 
who's like twice removed from your family but comes in and still want to tell you what to do and you're like who is you who is you who is you who is you like who yeah ignore her we don't know who she is we don't even who are you get out the house i'm calling the police just kidding don't call the police on black people (laughs) anyways anyway thanks little galaxies thank you so much for listening we will see you next week be kind be kind to yourself and others be beautiful be gorgeous be great and be subscribing to our stuff please be subscribing and please commenting and inboxing and not leaving us on red yeah don't leave us on red we don't talk about it again so yeah i better get on your stuff i anticipate it happening again because i'm used to disappointment but whatever don't disappoint my twin (laughs) okay did you hear this you guys need to step up now Gosh. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye.